Welcome to another leadership podcast from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Hey, C3 leaders, welcome to Leadership Thursday. Thank you for spending the next few moments with me as we lean forward in leadership concepts to be better leaders at home, the workplace, our church, and the world that we live in. Back when I was about eight years old, my grandfather gave me a brand new toolbox with a couple of simple hand-selected tools from his garage. I was a young man who loved riding bikes, and I had hit the age where I started working on my bikes. I like to swap the handlebars around backwards, take off the chain guard, um, adjust the pedals and seat and several other things. And I think my grandfather actually got tired of going into the garage and finding his tools in disarray. So he likely reached into his toolbox and took out a few common tools that he had that he knew would be what I needed to work on my bike. I think I ended up with a couple screwdrivers, a regular and a Phillips. I ended up with a pair of pliers, an adjustable wrench, a hammer, and probably a few other tools that helped me to do everything on the bike that needed to be done. But now some, I don't know, 40 years later, man, I have a lot more tools than just what I had in that original toolbox because I've faced situations and, and problems that have been more complex that have required more complex and diverse and specific tools for that job. I lived for a number of years where I still had simple tools and tried to use them on complex problems and it left me very frustrated. Every one of us have found ourselves needing a specialized tool and trying to use a simple tool that we have to make it work. And all that does is mess up the thing we're trying to fix and also messes up our tools oftentimes. And so in our leadership, as we consider the tasks we're trying to accomplish, we know that prayer plays a key role in all that we do. The life that we live is not just in the natural, it's in the supernatural. So whether we're parenting or we're hiring somebody at work or we're developing a strategy at church for our team to move forward, there are things that we do in the natural, but there's a very real spiritual component that needs to be addressed in order for us to be successful. The book of Zechariah chapter four, six says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Any endeavor you're involved with, it's going to take some might. It's going to take some power. But if you don't address the spirit, man, you might not be successful. In fact, it's likely that you will never be as successful as you could be as you step into a place of prayer, engage the spirit of God, and partner with heaven to see your leadership tasks accomplished. And so, it's important that we pray. Also, prayer becomes really important because sometimes behind the scenes, we are not wrestling just against what we see. There are strongholds, forces, deceptions, and attitudes, maybe even spirits, maybe even the devil himself, who are fighting against our success, fighting against uh, us leading people to a place where they'll be more successful. And so there's a warfare that needs to happen that needs more than just a Phillips screwdriver in prayer. I think you understand where I'm going with this. I want to challenge you to diversify how you pray over the leadership issues in your world, how you pray over your teams, how, how you pray over solutions to, to some problems or, or looking for additional resources or breakthrough. Whether, again, you're hiring a, a new employee at work or you're teaching a class, you want heaven to back you in all that you do. So don't just rely on simplistic tools in 
your prayer box. There are more diverse tools that you should tap into. One of the simplistic tools, but it's still a very valuable tool, is the tool of petition. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So that's one of the first things that we learn to do. We learn to ask God for help, ask God for provision. Unfortunately, some people just have a a universal tool. It's the universal tool of petition in, in whatever they face. They're just always asking God to do things. But that is certainly not the vast array of tools available to us in prayer. So I encourage you to take note just of the next couple of things that I'm going to mention and maybe lean into your leadership week, your leadership prayer, your leadership month, engaged in prayer, but engaged maybe in praying in some ways that you haven't previously prayed or that are tools that you've misplaced and now you're gathering them up again. Don't just petition God in prayer. Don't just ask him for help. Do that, but consider moving on to a couple more specialized tools. Uh, Prayer can also be much more effective as we meditate. Not just ask God to do something, but meditation sees the problem. It sees that God has solutions. It sees that God wants to, to use us in the process, and it also sees the desired outcome. And so you and I, when we step into our prayer place, and as we consider this thing, and we we consider God's options, and we, we watch ourselves, and we pray about ourselves as we, uh, in our mind's eye, our prayer eye, we see ourselves stepping into that situation, and maybe speaking to that employee that's discouraged, and we see them responding as we say specific words, and they are helped, that is actually a very valuable part of prayer that you will see will make you more effective because whatever you fill your mind with, that is the direction in which your sail turns and takes your boat. And when we, when we have a vision for things, we arrive at specific destinations. And so when you include meditation into your prayer time, seeing the problem, seeing the solutions, seeing your involvement in the solution, seeing the solution come to pass, it is a powerful part of effective prayer. Meditation. Also, quote scripture in your prayer. Actually, find scriptures that reinforce solutions and pray them out loud over your need. This is not asking God to do anything. It's you declaring God's word to a situation. You might have somebody you're dealing with who's really struggling with low self-esteem, and you, your job as a leader is to encourage them and help them buy into who God is and how he sees them, the fact that he has plans for them, uh, plans for a prosperous future, and for them to walk in hope and favor, they just can't see it. And you've tried to, you've tried to convince them. You've actually even used scripture, but there becomes something very valuable about using those scriptures to prepare the natural discussion in advance so that it's fueled by the strength of prayer and quoting the scriptures that apply to that situation. Lord, this is a person, you know, I'm praying for Tom. He's discouraged. He's got incredibly low self-esteem. But Father, you formed him in the womb. You saw every one of his days before any one of them ever came to be. He, you, Father, your thoughts of him are too many to measure. You, you have fearfully and wonderfully made him. You do have good plans for him, a good future for him. For you to declare scripture in your prayer over your situation is extremely powerful. And listen, don't just rely on memory scripture. Actually take the time maybe to look up fresh scriptures that apply and declare those in prayer. And that leads us into the next effective tool, which is prophecy. Prophecy is declaring whatever God says, 
not to God, but to the situation. So you and I are able in prayer to actually speak the will of God, the word of God, the heart of God to the situation that we're praying about, to the people, to the circumstances, to the lack of provision. We're able to speak out the heart and will of God over the situation, and that is an extremely effective method of prayer. Ezekiel stood over a vast valley, and God was wanting to build an army, and God said, I'm going to build an army. Look down in the valley. What do you see? And Ezekiel looked down and said, there's no army down there. In fact, there was an army, but they're dead, so they're not going to be any good to what we need. I can see maybe in Ezekiel's mind thinking, if we're going to get an army, listen, let, let me get online, let me post something out there uh, on the internet asking for people to come, maybe Craigslist ad. And, but God said, no, 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 listen, prophecy has a role. I want you to begin to speak the will of God to what is, and that will be the catalyst for what will be. And so Ezekiel began to prophesy to the Valley of Dry Bones. And you know the story, the dry bones began to rattle, come together, they were covered with muscles, they were covered with flesh, and they got breathed over that vast army, and they became a living army. And that was not an allegory. That is not um, some parable that was told to give us an idea of how prophecy works. That is a historical fact. There was an army that died in a valley, and God used the prophetic word to bring them back to life to fight yet again. And that is and a realm of effective prayer. Now, that army still has to go out and actually fight to win, but you and I can set the trajectory as we pray using the prophetic. Sometimes we actually need to wrestle against a thing that is not responding. Not wrestle with God to get God to come down and do the thing we're asking him to do. God's heart already is likely to do the thing that he's laid on your heart to see done. The wrestling needs to be against circumstances, against strongholds, against attitudes, against resistance that you're experiencing in your leadership. Uh, Jesus stood up in the boat and spoke to the storm. It was his heart, it was his will for him and the disciples to go to the other side. But the Bible says while he was sleeping, a storm arose to try to swamp the boat, to try to stop the will of God from happening. And in that moment, the effective use of prayer for Jesus was to not ask God to stop the storm, but to speak to the storm, to wrestle the storm, to punch the storm in its face verbally with the will of God. Jesus said, peace, be still. And the natural elements responded to the wrestling, to the declarative will of God, to the spoken word out of Jesus' mouth. Jesus wasn't doing that to show off. Jesus was teaching you and I that sometimes we need to reach into the toolbox and use our words to wrestle against the very thing that is keeping the will of God from happening. Sometimes we need to speak that way to sickness. We need to speak that way to to disbelief. We need to speak that way sometimes to ourselves, fears that we have. We need to command them to, to be dissipated and for faith to arise. Sometimes we actually need to speak to demons and the enemy himself. Let me give you one last component to consider. This is big boy time. Put on your big boy pants. Um, It's the tool called fasting. Fasting is like the battery pack that allows every other tool to be more effective. You know, I am confident that you as a leader, you already have faith that God will do the things that he promised. 
You have faith that God wants to use you. You have faith that he has a good desired outcome. You you have faith that he is going to speak through you. But sometimes we step up to the plate and we bring a five-pound hammer to a 10-pound nail. We know that that nail can be driven in, but when we swing, it's not effective. And Jesus said this. He said, made this beautiful promise to his disciples. He said, look, I want you to go off and I want you to pray. And I want you to get into contact with the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes upon you, you will be given power. Jesus didn't say go and pray so that your faith will increase. He said go and pray and the Spirit will give you increased power. And I think that is a component that we need to stretch into in our prayer time to be more effective. And one of the ways that we ratchet that up is through fasting. Fasting is just simply setting aside some of the distractions so that we can have a focused time in prayer. And fasting might include skipping a meal, skipping meals, skipping activities, skipping entertainment, maybe an evening a week, where we can go into our prayer place and while we feel the burn of that missing desired activity, while we feel our stomach grumble, it reminds us that we're here for a purpose and we're here for a purpose to be better aligned with God, better better, better filled with it, more filled with his spirit so that as his spirit comes upon us, our five pound hammer turns into a 10, hand, uh, 10 pound hammer. You know, I am very confident that we're a church of faith, but an area that we will always need to grow in is power. Power can be low and power can be high. And the heart of God is for our power to be extremely high. There was a time when the disciples were declaring truth to a man whose son was filled with demons and they could not cast the demons out. They believed that the demons could be cast out. They had cast out previous demons, but they were lacking in the power required to evict this particular demon. And Jesus told them when they asked, why couldn't we kick it out? Jesus said, this type will only come out with prayer and fasting. Well, prayer and fasting was something the disciples did. But he said, listen, you're going to have to step it up a notch. You're going to have to increase power at times. And so one of the aspects of prayer for you to become more effective in your leadership is to lock into some times of prayer. I'd highly recommend maybe once a week you skip a meal, skip a TV show, skip something that you enjoy, get alone with God and get aligned, and then step it up. Maybe look at every quarter, maybe two or three days of doing that. And annually, maybe maybe a 21-day fast. I don't know what fasting looks like for you right now, but I would challenge you to engage in that tool because fasting and prayer will allow your prophetic to be stronger, will allow your warfare to be stronger. It will allow your petition to be stronger. It will allow every aspect of your prayer to become much more effective because it increases the power that pushes behind the things that we're trying to do. Well, that's all for today. I want to thank you for taking the time to press in in your leadership. I'm excited about this weekend. Look forward to seeing you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.